They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt and Paul Wooster. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Next Gen On Mission, the podcast. Shane Pruitt here with my co-host in the house. What's up? This is Paul Wooster. I'm here. I'm excited, man. Where are you at? There's some uh, birds in the background. What's going on, dude? Yeah, yeah man. Hey, you know, so, hey, we're doing Next Gen on Mission out in the mission field, podcasting the mission field. So, uh, yeah, literally, man, outside today, sitting outside of Starbucks, had to take my daughter to dance. So we're doing this while sitting outside of Starbucks. So, man, we got cars in the background. We got people walking in the background, birds chirping. So, man, Next Gen on Mission out in the mission field, bro. Let's go. <laughs> hey, today we got a dear friend of ours, both Paul and I, uh, Jared Gregory, and Jared is the college pastor at First Baptist Stanton. They lead an, lead an incredible ministry called Overflow. Uh, man, he's a husband, a, a father, a follower of Jesus, and literally, man, God is doing incredible things through him in the ministry there to reach college students in the North Texas area. So we're, today we're going to talk about equipping student leaders for ministry. So welcome to the Next Gen on Podcast, uh, Next Gen on Mission Podcast, Jared Gregory. Welcome, my friend. Thanks for being on. Yeah, glad to be here with you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome, Jared. Hey, before we jump into something super spiritual, before we jump in like that, hey, go ahead and tell us something super fun and unique about yourself that we may not already know. <laughs> well, I'm not sure exactly how fun it is, but pretty unique. Uh, it doesn't take long after you've met me to realize um, I'm abnormally tall. Uh, I'm six, seven. And so um, sometimes, yeah, just on phone that yeah, definitely didn't come across. But then when, uh, when I come in a room, people are like, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you looked tall when you're up on the stage, but now that you're beside me, like it's worse. Can you please sit down? So yeah, I annoy people with that at times. Hey, that is hashtag facts right there because uh, I've had the opportunity by the invite of Jared to, to speak at their ministry multiple times uh, and be around their ministry. Even uh, last year at Beach Reach, we were around each other a whole week. Jared and I were in a 15-passenger van riding around uh, the right. beach uh, witnessing to people, man. It was awesome. And I'm 6'3", and Jared makes me feel like a small, short man, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Little known fact, UNT is doing pretty well in March Madness. And so Jared actually walked onto the team there and uh, yeah, <laughs> helped him out a little bit. Um, I wish, right? <laughs> but yeah, man, that's great. Um, I wanted to ask, start out with one of the more serious questions. What do we ask all our guests this question? It's really fascinating to hear the different responses. What do we need to know about Generation Z? Yeah, so I think with Gen Z, like I, I probably can't speak from a, a, a broad perspective. I'm not a, a great um, uh, you know, cultural expert by any means, but I, I can observe what I see in my people, uh, those that I'm around on a pretty regular basis. And I would say, man, they crave uh, authenticity. Uh, they genuinely want uh, to make an impact uh, in yeah. the church and around the world. And, and they, uh, they desire to live with conviction and uh, to the truth of God's word. But they, they want to see that in you and they want to see that in others. So and authenticity is a big one uh, that I see in, in the, the students that I work with. Yeah, I agree, Jared. And man, in talking about the students you work with, one of the things I'm most impressed with with your ministry is that it's truly like a collegiate led ministry, meaning like 
uh, y'all's small groups are led by college students. Uh, the times that I've preached in y'all's events, uh, when we do a response time and, and college students respond, those counselors working with them and, and helping them with that spiritual decision are other college students. Uh, man, y- you, you'll have the college students lay hands on me and the band praying for us. Like college students are involved from A to Z in that ministry, led by college students under your oversight. So would you share with us about your ministry there and overflow and how y'all utilize college students for every realm of that ministry? Yeah. So we, um, you know, we're primarily on a couple of big campuses here in North Texas in the city of Denton. Uh, we have the university of North Texas and Texas Women's university, uh, collectively between those two universities and then a couple other schools, North central Texas college and some others, there's, nearly 50,000, if not exceeding 50,000 college students in this area. And so um, our ministry is the, the, the church-based collegiate ministry of First Baptist Denton. And uh, man, we're doing everything we can to reach college students. And, you know, we've, we've been blessed by God with, uh, with some great leaders of the past that have, have built a, um, a very stable ministry that I was able to kind of come into and kind of stand on their shoulders. And, um, yeah, we've got, you know, a handful of adults, um, maybe eight to 10 that really invest in the leadership team. But we have a leadership team of about 50 uh, college students that serve in different areas, whether it's leading Bible studies or leading different what we call serve teams. And uh, and we just in, empower them and trust them, give them opportunity to go out and serve. And man, they're killing it. You know, they're reaching their friends so much better than I could. Like I'm you know, I'm 42 years old, like college students don't want to hang out with me. They want to hang out with them, you know? So I, I do everything I can to set them up to be, um, to be those that are kind of running ahead and, and setting the pace. And so, I mean, we, we turn it over to them and, and kind of help coach them through it, but, but give them the space to lead, give them the authority to lead and give them the platform to, to really demonstrate that. Man, that is so solid. I love that, that you're just, it's not a staff led ministry. It's a truly student led and even a movement. I saw a video about your ministry. You're talking about the disciple making that was going on. So can you speak a little bit to what's going on as among students? The best people to reach students are students. Mm-hmm. So what are, what are you seeing happen among students sharing the gospel, but also personally discipling those that they lead to Christ. Yeah, it, it's it really is part of the culture here that they desire to walk alongside each other, to walk with other students. And so we do what we can to train them. Um, we don't have a set method that we train for disciple making. We just say, hey, learn how to identify where someone is in their faith and, and identify next steps. Um, and so you're seeking to grow someone to that, maybe that next phase of, of growth in their life. And uh, to kind of walk alongside them, but yeah, we're we're just giving them the the permission to to be bold and be brave and to walk up to people and and have those spiritual conversations, have those gospel conversations that that manifest themselves in uh, leading others in disciple making, and so they really have bought in that that's how you change lives. It's not in um, at least in our setting, it's not ideally in mass forms of evangelism, but it is in personal evangelism. So we're not overly event-based as much as we are. Man, our students are going out like like uh, in our in our communities, our Bible study groups. We dedicate one week uh, of the month to just going and doing evangelism. We call those do weeks, and um, 
And then another week of the month is, is meant to be a strategic uh, kind of friendship evangelism, inviting people into activity and things that you're already planning. And so, yeah, one is just going out uh, and the other is seeking to bring others into the community that you already have. And, and we're just letting students lead out in that and they're killing it. They're killing it. That's awesome, Jared. And I love that, man, because you're doing exactly what the heartbeat of this podcast is, is helping, quote unquote, the next generation realize they are the now generation. They are the church right now. And you're mobilizing college students to be the church now. Um, and so when you're looking for leaders and raising up leaders, maybe there's another college pastor listening to this or a BCM director or um, even a, a lead pastor, student pastor, you go, yeah, you know what? I want to raise up leaders. I want to give away this ministry to leaders. Um, so what do I look for in a leader? Because we know not all leaders are going to be on the stage, right? That there's right. a lot of ways to lead. So in your ministry, what do you look for in a leader? And then when you meet a college student for the first time and get to know them, are you able to identify quickly whether they're a leader or not? And if so, would you share that wisdom with us? Yeah. So actually the first thing I look for is, are they serving? Uh, mm. Are they serving their friends somehow? It doesn't necessarily mean it's an official capacity or a role. Like, do they, do they have the heart to serve others? Um, and I, that for me, that is the first and foremost thing. Our leadership comes through the form of servant leadership. We're going to serve, uh, serve the body and serve others. And so mm -hmm. that to me, that's the biggest thing I'm looking for. So sometimes you can kind of see, um, if someone is is in that that mindset in that heartbeat or not and other times it does take a little time to identify that but but we observe for a while and so we like we literally just put out our leadership applications this past tuesday um here at the end of march and we'll make our we'll make our interview process for our leadership team and, and make those um decisions in april but yeah i've, I've been watching for uh, you know, since August, who, who are my new students that I may not know as well that are, that are truly serving others that are connecting well with others and that others tend to gravitate towards, you know, it's not always the upfront out there person that students gravitate towards it. Sometimes it's the quiet introvert as well, but they connect well relationally with people. And so I'm looking, are they serving well? Are they connecting with others? And do they just have that rapport about them that others, you know, gravitate to them? Mm, love that. You know, a lot of ministries, you have about the same amount of student leaders that most collegiate ministries across the nation have total in their ministries. Um, and so how do you pour into those leaders? What do you guys do to invest in those leaders so they can turn around and invest in others? Yeah, honestly, that's one of the hardest parts. Uh, that is, that's what keeps me the busy. So I have a staff of four um, nobody's full-time and all of those are students. I'm the only, um, adult, maybe I guess you could say, but I have an admin assistant, uh, and, and three interns. And our primary role is to, uh, to be the kind of the shepherding, uh, arm for the leaders and for the leaders to be the shepherding arm out into the body. And so we're doing what we can to, uh, seek to encourage our leaders to, to care for our leaders, to, to be that, that one asking them questions. Hey, how are you doing? How can I be praying for you? Um, but yeah, that, that can be a challenge because the busyness of ministry sets in and sometimes you forget to do that, but that is, uh, that is our priority to be the staff that leads the leaders and the leaders that lead the ministry. Yeah. And that's how you can scale a ministry and grow it. You, you, you might go to overflow 
people that are new to it and look at the massive crowd and just automatically assume, oh, it's kind of shallow. But Second Timothy 2.2, spiritual multiplication, man, it really works. What you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust the faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And that sounds like exactly what you guys are doing is pouring into leaders who will pour into others who will pour into others. So it can be yeah. really healthy no matter how large it grows. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, one thing I didn't say earlier, and I, maybe I, I just kind of took it for granted, but in our leadership application process, we are asking every student, we're interviewing every new leader, and we are asking them to share the gospel. Like, what are the key elements that you would share if you're sharing the gospel with somebody? So I don't want somebody to think, oh, we're only looking for service and for, for connecting. No, you've got to be able to share the gospel. You've got to understand how to articulate a gospel conversation. Uh, and, and yeah, they're, they're doing a phenomenal job at that. And they just have a heartbeat to share that with others. And that does trickle down. They are passing that on uh, to the next generation. They're coming behind them. And, and our, our juniors and, and seniors are leading so well with our, our sophomore and freshmen that they're like, hey, how do I, how do I take the next step in, mm-hmm. in my engagement and my involvement with this ministry? Yeah, a lot of the college ministries, the collegiate ministries I've noticed across the nation, they actually have trouble keeping their juniors and seniors fully engaged as leaders. Um, Are you running into that issue? And if not, like, how are you keeping those juniors and seniors and super seniors engaged as leaders um, passing it down? So. Yeah, so so I think what we've kind of understood is that the bulk of the um, highly active leaders, they do tend to be our sophomores and that the older a student gets, um, the more they kind of move towards that shepherding role. And so we've got positions on our leadership team that are, are maybe more geared for older students to kind of lead, um, lead sub teams that they've, that their experience comes into play. And so they may not have to be here, you know, every week or whatever they've got, a lot of you know complex assignments and and things going on uh, that they can work towards, but they help us again. They help us pour into other leaders um, because we know that those that are man, those that are running a gun and are, are tend to be they tend to be our our second semester freshmen and our our sophomores. Man, they're so excited to be here, just pumped to be a part, and and yeah, they're super busy uh, here, which is we love. It's great. It's great. That's awesome, Jared. And man, I, I feel like you're one of the best at this, uh, of mobilizing the next generation to be the church of the day. And like we mentioned earlier, really the heart behind the Next Gen on Mission podcast is that we help uh, the next generation realize they're the now generation, not just the future of the church, but they are the church right now, that they have the calling of God on their life now, the great commission on their life now to be the church now. So Jared, would you give us one thought on this and one practical next step? Yeah. So from a, from a pastoral end, I guess I would say, you know, one of the biggest hurdles for me to overcome was I've got to be okay with my crowd getting smaller um, so that they can go across. And I say across because our, our college ministry on Sunday mornings meets in a, in a building that's kind of separate from the main church, just right across the parking lot. But we do everything we can to say, I love that you're here but I don't want you to stay here. I want you to go over there. I want you to go serve in the kids ministry, serve in the preschool ministry, drive a golf cart. We've got a great music school here at UNT. Go serve on the praise team. And I I try to beat that drum as frequently as I can. Get out of here 
and go serve over there. Because if they connect to the body, they're more likely to be retained either at our church or some other church. They're going to look yeah. for a church to engage into when they move wherever it is that God sends them. If we can get them connected and see that they have a strategic role now. Uh, and so I had to get over that. Hey, I don't want a big crowd on Sunday morning. I want to send a big crowd on Sunday morning over to the rest of the church. Um, and then I'll say for the student, maybe that's looking for an opportunity, be faithful in the opportunity that you're given. Um, be faithful, be prepared, uh, because the, the, you know, you show up unprepared a few times to lead something and you start losing trust real quick and you start having some of those opportunities for leadership and for, for teaching and for development kind of pulled out from under you because you weren't faithful to prepare. And so I would say, man, do the work, like be faithful to the role that you've been given um, and, and invest well in that. And when you do, and you do things well, and you do things as excellent as you can, man, adults are going to appreciate that and they're going to give you more opportunity. And so, so yeah, be prepared and, and don't take those things for granted because the minute you do, some of that stuff's going to be pulled out from underneath you. Dude, Jared, that is, that is so solid gold, man. I, I pray those that are listening heard what he just said about sending to go serve uh, the parking lot team, the greeting ministry, the 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 praise team, the children's ministry, student ministry, because I say this all the time, you know, especially with collegiate leaders and student pastors that are listening. If we if we operate our ministries like a church within a church, then when uh, those students graduate, for lack of a better term, out of our ministry, we lose so many of them yeah. because when they quote unquote go to big church, they feel like they're joining a new church where they don't understand the vision. They don't have any relationships. They don't know the leader. So, Jared, what you're talking about is a way to help fix, I think, our transitional problems where we have a hard time retaining people through those transitions. Man, I love that. Yeah, yeah. People ask me on occasion what our, our college ministry's vision statement is, and I point them to the church's vision statement. Like, we don't have a college ministry vision statement. Our church has a vision, and we're a part of our church. Therefore, our church's vision is our vision. So Change good. people changing lives through Jesus Christ. That's our vision. Yes. So awesome. The local church, if we, cause they're going to be there for the rest of their life and we want to yeah. funnel them straight in and help them fall in love with the church. Thank you so much for your time, Jared. Yeah. I know you're, I'm sure you're on uh, TikTok and Snapchat and MySpace <laughs> and all that stuff. So, but seriously, how can people connect with you if they, if they want to connect with you? Yeah. So, so I am on social media at Jared B. Gregory. Um, real easy to find. I don't really do mine quite as much as I do the ministries stuff. And so another way to find us would be at Overflow Denton uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, that's, that's the best place to find uh, me and to find what we have going on here in, uh, in Denton. Yeah. And I really want to encourage all those who are listening, be sure to go follow Jared and go follow o Overflow Denton. You will be encouraged by what God is doing through college students. Jared, thank you so much for your time, man. I knew it'd be rich. I'm so thankful for your friendship. Paul and I uh, mm -hmm. are so thankful for how you're reaching and mobilizing college students to be the church of the day. So thank you so much for your time, my friend. Hey, thank you also for listening to the Next Gen Mission podcast. If this podcast is a blessing to you, be sure to give it a rating, uh, share it with others, uh, make this resource known to all of those in your ministry and your circle of influence. And if you have any questions on reaching the next generation, please email us at evangelism at nam.net. We'll try to address those on a future podcast. And listen, friends, have a great rest of your day and tell somebody about Jesus.